Welcome back to um, what's the show? What's the what's the game we're doing? Desperation, Desperation point. Desperation point. <laughs> Desperation point. I almost forgot. Um, I am your game master, Daniel Fox. I'm here with Grown Parallel Studios, my friends, the people who made Zweihander, and Flames of Freedom Among Us, and everything else amazing. It's game session fifteen. Mm. I'm currently Hello. eating an ice cream sandwich, uh, so I apologize if my Voice is a little weird. Uh, we still got Nick here in person. Everybody else remote. Um, we're just gonna jump right into it. Let's do. Um, let's do initiative first to start with. Initiative. Yeah. Thank you. How was that roll? <laughs> Fuck no. Oh. Um, no. What'd you guys roll? I got a twelve. Eighteen. Collinsworth? 12. Oh, Collinsworth. So we got hey, two. brother is tied, right? You go first. No, you go first, older brother. No, uh, you definitely do. Uh, <laughs> I, I have a uh, five perception. Five perception bonus? Yes. Okay. I have a four. Worst well, perception ever, a five percent. <laughs> Looks like Collins, Calvin's going first. So yeah. Calvin is the Mario this time in and and I'm the Waluigi. Wario. What's our initiative order tonight? Uh we got Keegan, Calvin, Collinsworth, and Osbert. Look at that. Cool. All right, so let's do our coin. Everybody roll D6 Fury Die. Six, four. Three. Four. One. Uh, only get one to start with. I know. Okay, <laughs> you guys get to start with your normal four. Let's uh, use them up quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, the quicker you spend them, the quicker you get them back, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So let's let's jump right in. Um, what happened last week? What we do? Where we go? We, who we, see? we quote unquote ended the uh, storyline with the workman family, mm-hmm. uh, and we um. Pretty we much go the fuck out of there. Uh, that we were gonna <laughs> head north up um, and continue following Abigail and Chains. Um, and we we got to a city. What's the name of that city? Uh, Mike, do you remember? Uh, Kale something. I'm gonna ask. No, wait, no, that's that's the southern. <laughs> uh, it's got Kale in there done something. Sundown Hill. Oh, Sundown Hill. Oh man, yeah. are, are they sure they're done-ish? That's why you guys need me drawn on the map. Yeah. So this was like a walled city, um, and uh, we somehow convinced them to let us in. I don't know how. With the bear, <laughs> that was a little wild. We did our um, circus tricks. Yeah, and we we kind of uh, started. We we had a conversation with um, a woman who was like the daughter of the leader of the place or something like that. If I remember right, do you remember her name? Anyone? I know her last name was nope. Cavendish. No. Uh, Sorsha O'Bannon. Sorsha O'Bannon. What? Sorsha? She's a thane, which means she's considered a knight in the north. So, yeah, you should you should write that down so we don't forget it next time. She was, uh, yeah, so I think she a asked. fellow knight. <laughs> yeah, I think she asked you, uh, are you a peller? Like, yeah. are you an herbalist or an animal healer or 
And I was like, uh, no, I just have this. <laughs> but uh, we decided to um, do a, a wonderful bear circus show type thing. The variety for the... What the hmm. hell did I miss? We barely <laughs> got in. For the uh, the inn or whatever, what, what? Play, play our trade. I think we're missing place. some details. Oh, so so, right. oh, so the she she asked us, do we have a bounty hunters writ? Which is the first time we've ever heard this in the north. Phineas never mentioned it. The twins never mentioned it. And we finally get here, and they're like, oh hey, if you're gonna be bounty hunting around here, you need to have a writ, even who's though even though there's no fucking law up here. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> a court, a yeah, yeah. From an outsider's perspective, yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> like, like, who's gonna enforce this shit? Who? Well, no, no, no. They're, they're, they're enforcing the Aridane laws, right? That. Yeah. So to to, <laughs> to to dive a little deeper on that, the thing you have to remember about the North in this area, particularly, it's it's called the Dalriada, which is the Dale of Ryan mm. or God's Dale, essentially, is what it translates to directly from Dunwich. And they are an extension at this point of Aglador, right? That was the outcome after they had routed the White Wolf and the and the Torque Lords from the north. Is that Dalriada no longer belongs to the greater country of Dunbrood? It's now part of Aglador. So if if we are er part of the Eridane and they mm -hmm. are too, and we are the leader of, and we are the leaders of Stonehold. Mm -hmm. Like, couldn't we? Could we not write our own writ? These are great questions you should discuss in game. <laughs> to, so, to, and also to kind of dive a little deeper too in this. So remember, Sundown Hill overlooks all of Cauldron Lake. If you recall, when you'd approach on your approach, you could have sworn you could see the island you were on, on the on the prom on the promenade or on the the promontory that the Sundown Hill. Um, rest upon and in fact when you came up the hill you were blinded by the sun because it's you're heading west basically up this hill mm -hmm. and it's on the edage of cauldron lake and as you well know here in the in the Dalariata, the cavendishes rule the land and you know that what you learned upon arriving is that um specifically uh sundown hill is ruled by seamus 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 cavendish the dennish earl of sundown mm -hmm. um and that he, we don't think we went into that. Well, we didn't go into some of this detail. All right, I found some other stuff that I wrote down. That I'm glad we Oops. Went. I didn't say it'll probably come out, but yeah. So Sorsha O'Bannon is clearly she's like the captain of the guard, right? She's a thing. So she's a knight, and she was talking with you that night in this local watering hole, and you kind of went to rest that mm -hmm. evening after kind of giving a show and kind of just using that to kind of like just kind of get some information, pass the time forget about what happened with the with the good work family mm -hmm. but i seem to recall before you left caliban's cabin something happened there like what did you somebody discovered something because osbert couldn't let it go so calvin if i'm not mistaken what did you discover calvin because didn't you cast a spell no, I mean the only spells I cast while we were in the cabin was like the healing. Oh yeah, we did, we did miss a few things. So we we had like been treating um, Calvin the bear in the cabin, um, and we saved the chickens. We saved the chickens. saved the chickens. Okay. At least I got a chicken. Um, there, there was it was kind of an eerie. eerie I mean, I learned. I did like a folklore test to learn about like these things, and I remember succeeding. And that 
Like they weren't what I thought they would be. Like I would, they weren't like a normal lycanthrope. Mm-hmm. They were. It was. It seems to be something else. Spookier. Similar, but different. Yeah, it's like a, the best way to describe it is that that the your journey to the north, like you've kind of. It's like kind of at some point you kind of passed beyond Aridane reckoning, right? The things that you know about your world are kind of upturned up here in the north from strange beasts that walk up on human hands and cave dungeons to um, this little girl who I believe you discovered Caliban and Miracle Goodwork with the child went south. As far as we could tell yeah yeah the family went south the family went south caliban and miracle oh no, no i'm sorry caliban and miracle we don't know where they went we don't know where they went you know where they went but they, the good work went south we know that they have abandoned the cabin they took all their belongings with them they yeah. scattered the chickens so it's presumed that they're not coming back um and yeah like we, that's we, right we searched we searched the good work home everyone is was gone pretty much uh, everything was taken and uh, we we saw that the tracks were heading south, and we just like yeah, kind of left it at that. Even though <clears throat> Osborne didn't feel particularly well about it, because we've unleashed this evil upon the world, and these these defenseless people are just walking off into their possible death. But um, what can you do at that's this right. point? They don't want you around, so that's that. That's right. So we open. The story, everybody gets 50 reward points, by the way. Um, so, we make uh, any, Do we make any money for playing our K- trade? Okay, K- you'll get that too, even though you weren't present. I mean, you participated, so that's yeah. good enough. Um, I'm sure she helped. I think the, I think the general would have helped. just in general is that if I you the new notes. Session, like you should you shouldn't miss the <laughs> session plus the additional reward points the following session. So um, that's just a good, good, good thing to do anyway. So um, you did turn up some coins uh that night you managed to pay for your room and board and you all can oh an explosion you also all can pocket 10 brass pennies we're rich it's the most money we've had all game rich um, all or everybody um, gets everybody puts that much in their pockets yeah 10 10 brass pennies everybody earns 10 brass pennies just mark it on your money shirt. for nothing and you <laughs> chips for free wow look at that there we go. That's it pays the- to skip out on a session. Yeah. Thank you, patrons, for pretzels and chips that you provided, by the way. Our chips are indeed kind of for free, but only because you're patrons. So thank you. Call out patrons here. Um, but we're going to open the game. After we've done our initiative, we've done our coin pool. What about the game the following morning? And it's sometime you would guess maybe 10 a.m. You kind of extended your rest, not only from the long travel to get from the edge of the forest around Cauldron Lake and then up to Sundown Hill, but also you had a little bit of a long night. And frankly, you probably needed a good rest. Everyone recovers to you (laughs) unhindered. Mm -hmm. And you come downstairs and you can see across the room um, is the... The, the tavern keep, um, a broad-shouldered fellow with kind of a golden gray beard, and he's he's standing uh, near a woman 
who's long and lanky with a long gray braid and she's wearing scaled armor uh, banded with leather and her helmet's resting on the table and she's finishing like a bowl and handing it to the man. And that's when you realize that the tavern keep and Sorsha O'Bannon, that this is her father, like immediately clicks. And you remember hearing his name up on entering. His name is Sam O'Bannon. You remember, you remember hearing his name from the interaction the night before. So Sorsha O'Bannon is there in the morning. The well, I wouldn't call it the morning, but clearly, like she got a late start to the day too. And she turns about and kind of pulls her braid back down over her shoulder and stands a very tall, lanky woman for a dun for a for a, as they would call it in the south a Dunman. Probably not appropriate. The Dunish, as they call themselves here, but they all speak the they all speak the King's English, so to speak, or <laughs> the King's Andalese, the King's Andal. Took a long a bit of a wee. Uh, oh, took took a long rest overnight. I see, she says. Uh, the road will make you pretty weary, so I, I don't begrudge my me and myself and my compatriots a little extra shut eye in the morning. Aye, aye. Mm. Wouldn't wouldn't uh, turn down a spot of breakfast though. Speak to me, father. I'm sure he'll take care of you. Your your board and your room and board are paid. She says. I'll go and uh, go over to see about breakfast. Busy, yeah, busy ourselves with that for a few minutes. Yeah, mm -hmm. you no you notice that she and now in kind of in the light, she and uh, the other town guards you had seen with the <coughs> cone shaped helmets and the scale armor, they all wore these like long, tattered black tabards, um, and they're tartans, I should say, and they wear them over their slung over their shoulder and wrapped around them, almost like a like a poncho, I guess, but it's kind of like it bundles at one shoulder and falls to the side so they can keep their shield arm warm, even though she is not carrying a spear. <laughs> she, she, she is, they, they, she is armed, but not with the same weapons that you are by any means. She has a, some sort of broadsword at her side. What you come to expect from the Dunish. So ye, so ye too business here in Sundown Hill then today, she inquires. Uh, Osbert kind of shrugs and says, well, we were going to talk about that a bit and we haven't, we hadn't quite decided amongst ourselves what we were going to be doing today. Not, not quite sure as of yet. We, we may be staying another day or two or moving on. Who knows? Uh Perhaps we should ask them if um, uh, have you seen any of the um, I look left, I look right, nameless about? We we, we were under under the understanding that uh, a, a large group of them passed this way recently. She kind of perks up a bit. She says, "The elk riders." Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Aye, one of their number. Was indeed here in Sundown Hill. Just one. Aye, a small one, wee, tiny, dressed head to toe like some, like some black kettle. Hmm. I'll describe the armor, like black, full plate, yada yada yada, gold inlays, I believe. You know, because they paid extra for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I. It did have some 
engraving and whatnot on it. it look a bit beat up, I suppose you could say. Hmm. I didn't catch her name, but we never saw her leave Sundown Hill, at least. She kind of trails off for a moment. What of the group that she went with? The Nameless? Yeah. Oh, they would come nowhere near Sundown Hill. I mean, did they move on? Did you clap eyes on the, on the lot of them? Well, I mean, you, you've got such a great view up here from the wall. <laughs> Indeed, you can see the whole lake. She uh, she kind of pauses for a moment, and you're going to need to convince her. <laughs> so, uh, Calvin, you want to roll to convince here? Uh, I mean, I can try. Okay. I got a I got a bargain, or are we looking at charm here? I think. What which do you think is more appropriate? Um, are you going to offer something in return for this information? Um, yeah, I mean. Well, I don't know, because we're, we're not officially bounty hunters, are we? So it's not like we're both law enforcement. So uh, I'm just going to charm her, because uh, I don't really know what I have to trade. So Fair I'm with that. Can Keegan possibly assist on this? Step forward. and Of course, <laughs> we're, we're here to, to uh, assist you and make sure that you keep rabble out of your town. Um, sure. All right, cool. That allows, yeah, so Keg is to roll two assist dice. Boom. Yeah. So I got a right, three and a six. Right. What was the uh, difficulty again? It oh. is going to be easy. Easy. All right. That gives me a 58. And I rolled <laughs> 100. <laughs> the first terrible roll tonight. So Keegan uh, well, flies on. in and is great, and then you just hold on. It. That's great. Keegan, what does your professional trait do? Oh, that's right. If I'm assisting, da, 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 let me go read it. Mm. Read off the exact ability. Yeah. Um, so this is Alfred Penning, uh, Pennings. Penningworth, actually. Penningworth. Uh, when you assist others with skill tests, they gain two asset die instead, choosing the better of the two. In addition, when you assist them, they may ignore any critical failures they roll, treating them as regular failures instead. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Well, you, you, don't, you don't get far with your charms. And, you can, and I mean, there's no, there's not a lot, not really much here at risk, mm-hmm. save for perhaps a bit of social shame. So, so maybe mm-hmm. you feel a little bit embarrassed by uh, this. Yeah. Uh, oh God! You get ten peril. Ten peril. Oh, oh no! Uh, due to due to yeah, it's ten peril. Due to mental peril. To mental anguish. Yeah. yeah. Do I but, as well for assisting? <laughs> no, <laughs> just just, okay. just just Calvin. But you do get but you get something in return because I mean, like I said, there's not much really a risk here. If you had to critically fail, it'll be a different story. Right. Um. She goes on to say that um, we saw the elk riders. Or I should say we heard them in the forest around the lake. And we didn't spy him until sunup, and then we saw the biggest herd of elk you'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. Among them, there were a number of riders. Couldn't make out their faces, even in the the day's light. But the one among them, the the, the small one, this Abigail you described, yeah, we saw her, and she came in, and the elk riders continued on their way back. They bled back in the forest like the hmm. like the shadows being chased by the light. So she's hmm. still here. I mean, I, I figure you got a reckoning of who's who's coming going around here. Well, coming and going is a stranger, certainly, but uh we saw her come, but we ain't seen her going. I see. Hmm. And typically I am the one to be on the walls during the day until sundown. 
hell. Just kidding. <clears throat> but if the lot of you are going to be about, you may inquire with me at the front gates if you have need of anything. She stands up and grabs her helmet. Thank you much. Merry day, she says as she <laughs> leaves your company. Go with God's grace. <laughs> and she will leave, exit stage left through the tavern, leaving the four of you among yourselves. Well, the, that didn't go as well as we would hope. Mm. No, but it does confirm a few things, at least. Perhaps we can we can round up Abigail and Abigail and chains and bring her back and be done with this. I'm, I'm sick of gallivanting around up north here. We need to get back to Stonehold as quick as we can. If if she's if she's here, then we've got her cornered because she can't leave unless they know about it. Hmm. So if she's here. I mean, how can we have any sort of authority in order to um, try and bring her back? I mean, if we find her, won't they say, stop, you're not uh, bounty hunters? I mean, even if we stumble across her right in the middle of the street. I mean, all this is a formality, is it not? We're, we're Eridane, they're Eridane, they're the leader of, of this place, we're the leader of Stonehold. You know what? Let me deputize you whole lot. And we will get to bounty hunting. A deputize or? Yes. Uh, Keegan, you have a writing kit, no? A writing kit? I'm sorry, I thought you said writing, and I was writing, like, uh... writing, writing, <laughs> with a quill or, or yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I, I don't carry a saddle with me typically, but yes, <laughs> I, I do indeed, of course, have quill uh, paper, yes. yes. You know, I, I don't have, uh, you know, a, a, a seal scribers type of uh, education in the lot. And, you know, I, I've, I've, I've put my eyes on, you know, this sort of uh, official documentation. But if anyone here amongst us is, is familiar with this sort of thing, you can you can help me out. But uh, we need we need a kind of a, a very. Uh, Official looking thing for each of us to show each of us is a bounty hunter, and I will sign each, and then we can present this to uh, present uh, it to anyone should they question us. Um, official like, well, to be fair to that, I I have indeed written quite a few scripts as as was standard of my profession prior to coming to this place. Uh, I suppose I could attempt to write something up that could work, if we would like to. Um, do you have your own symbol, though? A seal would probably be required to try to make this look at least somewhat official, if we were going to do that. <laughs> official, yes. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I'm not a, a member of the gentry. I, I can, I can make my my mark as, as official as I can and uh, uh, that's that's the best I can do. I don't have a wax seal I carry upon my person mm. like some dandy boy. We perhaps <laughs> should look into something along those lines when we get back to Stonehold, no? 
Uh, I would think they'd have more facilities here, but uh, we don't quite have the the smithy or the silver smith to be able to make our own seal. We don't well, have time for this. This is a this is a field written script. We'll have to do a field promotion. Yes. <laughs> also, uh, I mean, I only have ten copper to my name in order to to pay for a, a seal, and I don't think that ten copper would pay for a seal. Certainly, we won't find seals this far inland. Mm. Well, <laughs> first pun of the night, minus 50 reward points. It's Two. Trying. It's the second oh, one. Mike already beat you to it. In your oh, face. Man. Damn. Well, it's typically Mike or I, so. That will be quite a difficult <laughs> tusk to find such a thing. <laughs> yeah, mystery. We're, ne- we're negative hit point, negative reward <laughs> point zone now. <laughs> Definitely. Um, anyways, so Keegan will pull out his writing kit and try to think back to uh his days as a valet yeah back when he actually like worked for lords and things and drafting letters to see if he can remember what the wording might sound like that would sound correct yeah well, clumsy will try to give his most official sounding uh speech uh <laughs> if that is any help it probably yeah. is not <laughs> and, and, and keegan will attempt to translate into actual like <laughs> legitimate words here's some hubbubbery and some hobnobbery and <laughs> this and that lord this and there yeah, is there anything that i need to roll for that no i don't think so i i, okay. I don't i don't think that you're really at risk of not being able to i mean draft something yeah so um, i mean i have a point in leadership so maybe that would Open the gate, that I don't know. And yeah, education. There's, I don't think there's any real risk at this point. You, you kind of draft it, and it's official enough. And you have a skill rank in education, right, Keegan? Yeah. Yeah. So you're fine. I, I sign all four and and give one to each person. So you now have uh, you now have uh, all of you may on your character sheets. Uh, you now have uh, a bounty licensure. <laughs> Official Stonehold Bounty Life. I am the law. <laughs> Here's a law. <laughs> In this case, it's a law because it's a law. Shapester, right? <laughs> King of the North. <laughs> okay. I, I'm a thing. Sorry, Shape of the North. <laughs> of course, I sign it, sir. Sir uh, Osbert's clumsy mannering. Sir because you don't know Thane. what it means. Right, aren't you a Thane now? Yes, I'm a Thane. <laughs> God. So, with your licensure, do you want to go back and talk to Sorsha at this point? Um, <laughs> no, I think it's better to just um, ask for forgiveness rather than permission and, and proceed with the investigation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, what will a lot of you set out to do? Um, I think we kind of want to just uh, get a lay of the land, so to speak, of the city. Uh, kind of l- listen for what's going on. This isn't a very big town, is it? Well, you saw it by a reckoning, at least, but, from well, what we've, what we've seen mean, so far. Comparatively, it's no Durindle. But you know, it, it, it is sizable. I mean, you'd probably... I mean. There are a lot of people huddled inside the walls, a lot of buildings. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would consider this a town easily. No, okay. tell, no telling what's down the, the hillside. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as you can reckon, uh, the, the, most of the, most of the, 
most of Sundown Hill is contained with in the foothills is contained within this long kind of rambling wall that weaves its way down the Flintstone Hills that imagine like Ozarkian bluffs. It's kind of what these bluffs look like, but with like crystal clear water down below Cauldron Lake. Although there's still a mist among the forest that seems to be coming off the lake. I, I think we I we would split the party up into two and kind of um Search. look around and, and just search the town get a lay of the land and and agree to meet at at the noontide hour to for lunch and uh um you know reporting back our findings see if we find anything like just kind of split up and cover more ground like that. yeah okay i think, think we could help. it does uh i i would like to request that uh um we try and find some charcuterie for lunch yeah <laughs> it's a fancy lunch Mm-hmm. I like a charcuterie plate with five local cheeses. Yes, we are, international. I mean, we, we actually have money. That's right. I want. I want so a what's a charcuterie tra- tray like? Two, two brass, three brass. Yeah, this shit. It's I assume a, it's making it like rain, like the Lords too. Huh? Yeah, special Four brass. A, a a some sort of spicy jelly made from the yes. sap of. Which would freeze. A small clump of grapes. A small clump of grapes. And it's all served, by the way, on a platter that's literally like a slice of wood. Yeah, like but if we're gonna be if we're gonna be accurate, like that's probably what their lunch is anyway, without being fancy or any shit. Like they're just like, here's a bunch of crap that's from the back, and I just put it on a platter. Like that would be what it is nuts, anyway. Here's some nuts and various sundries we found out in the backyard. You ain't yeah. wrong. Yeah, so it's really funny that it went from being like the leftover crap somebody would have at an end to all of a sudden it's every snobbish party's favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's some it. bacon, some thinly sliced apples that are drizzled with honey. Yeah, <laughs> drizzled with tree sap. More like uh, yes, I'm going to need here. not just cow milk, but I would also like goats and sheep's milk, please, on the same chat. <laughs> you will have the fanciest lunch. So is there anything yeah. else? So with you all kind of being out in the city, like Calvin, do you have any independent objectives like to carry out while you're kind of looking throughout Sundown Hill? I mean, if we're teamed up, um, I'm assuming I'd be with my brother. Um, you, don't and, have to go into, you can go out on your own if you want. You I think, I think, yeah, I think, I think, I think if you, so, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt here, but I think sure. if you're intended to go out on your own, you could seek one objective outside of just getting the lay of the land. If you're mm. teamed up, you must agree on about an objective. Sure. So, yeah, because I mean, I was thinking either we go to the stables because I mean, that's kind of me and my brother's area of expertise is animal handling uh, to see. We know, we know she had a horse as well. Yeah. We should know she had a horse. Uh, otherwise, I mean, who knows? Maybe she was injured. We'd go seek an apothecary, you know, because it's another one of my areas of expertise with alchemy skills and, you know, I've already made friends with uh, the alchemist in um, the apothecary, I should say, in New Gralstead or Old Gralstead or whatever they're calling it now these days. Um, so, yeah, I would probably do the same here. New Lord, New Lord. Okay. New Lord. So, uh, so Calvin, if you are you going to go out on your own then or are you going to stay with Collinsworth? I'll stay with Collinsworth. Okay, so what, what, what will be the independent objective Collinsworth and Calvin will attempt to achieve together. Where will you? What's the one, ob- the one objective like you want to accomplish? To, uh, I would like to see if her horse is still here, and if not, when when it left. Okay. Is that what you were thinking, Calvin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah, it makes sense. Okay. You know, follow the horse. 
Follow the follow. Yeah, that's right. Um, we'll hoof it over there and see what happens. <laughs> no horsing around, boys. Uh, Keegan, what? Uh, oh gosh, yeah, endless. That's four. Um, Keegan, what will the in? Are you going to team up with um, Osbert? Osbert, sorry, I was drawing a blank. <laughs> will you team up with Osbert, um, or will you go out on your own? Uh, probably with Osbert at, at least at first. And I think Keegan, you know, cause everybody is looking for Abigail, obviously, but Keegan's also still thinking a stone hold. So I think that part of the other thing he might be doing is trying to find either vendors who would be willing to start doing trade routes towards a stone hold, or also like people who might be looking to move to a new place or looking for new homes, things like that in this place. Huh? Because I think that's one of his main objectives everywhere they go. Fair enough. So kind of like bringing to establish trade trade relations and open open up the path to Stonehold from, from Sundown Hill. Yeah, because the, the Green John's not there and he's the only other contact. So he's he's yeah. working on that anywhere he can. That's right. Um, what about yourself, I think I think, like I said, you know, I'm looking around the town, but also... Uh, I think I would stop at any sort of like armor smith or something like that in case she wanted to upkeep the armor that she's wearing. Um, that would probably be maybe one stop that she would make, I guess. So that's just kind of his his first thought. So maybe maybe she had her armor serviced while she was here. So okay. take a look. Uh, real quick observation, somewhat related to the game. I realize that I'm not looking at Nick. I'm looking at Nick in the camera, and Nick is looking at me in the camera. Because <laughs> we can see each other. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, so I think what we're going to do is we're going to do something a little bit new. Um, we're going to do a group skill test. Um, and what this means is if at least half of you succeed, you all succeed. So mm. I think in the case of Keegan, that's probably going to be a bargain test before don't roll anything yet keegan bargain test uh adam i'm sorry adam i think sorry i'm i'm so sorry your care your name has changed on the uh zoom <laughs> yeah uh calvin and collins let me let me calvin, get that fixed yeah calvin and collins with probably a handle animal test one of you can choose to make it or assist i like for everybody to roll independently though as opposed to assisting um and then uh osbert what what do you think your test should be? Probably rumor. Okay. Okay. So uh, because this is neutral territory, I have a, a fun I have a fun little table <coughs> I have now that talks about that basically assigns skill test difficult base skill test difficulty based on your relationship with the town. You're currently neutral, so all your tests will be standard. Okay. It'll range between indifferent and favorable. Enemies, favorable, allied, things like that. So, got a forty-eight. So we got a test from Osbert. What was the difficulty again? Standard. Okay, I got a critical success. Nice, fifty-five. Success. I got a regular failure wow. with an eighty-one. Well, the great thing is, is that because at least half of you succeeded, and there's a crit success. Everyone succeeded. Uh... Oh, um, so here's what you're going to kind of learn. So we'll start first with, with Keegan. Um, it becomes very apparent to you 
almost immediately talking with the people of Sundown Hill that they have a deep mistrust of old Gralstead and the Green John. Um, what you kind of learn is the Green John was in fact a torqued lord, but he wasn't like a warrior. He was he was basically um, a prophet, a war profiteer. And that he was originally from Sundown Hill. His family hails from here. He was he was in fact of Clan Cavendish, but uh, turned to the torqued lords and the White Wolf, and he is not well liked here. So the people of Sundown Hill are certainly open to trading uh, with Stonehold, and uh, you'll be able to open up those those trade lanes. So I think we're going to mark future chat. We're going to make Sundown Hill. Uh, now favorable to you in the same way that Dun Swanton is because of that critical success. If you didn't make oh, the yeah. critical success, this would not have happened. So um, Sundown Hill is now favorable to you. So that means future social skill tests will be routine uh, unless there's some ex extending circumstance. Uh, in the case of Calvin, I'll get to Calvin and Callsworth in just one moment. Um, Osbert, remind me what you were going to do. I'm so sorry. I was going to talk to a armor smith or yes. a smithy to see about our, if she had left her armor for service saving. In fact, you do discover that uh, this 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 woman who is an, an, a, a local blacksmith, uh, she says that um, she had that a a woman. Uh, and says a, a, a woman with, with a red streak in her hair. Uh, the woman with red hair, hair kissed by fire is what, you see, what, what, what she says. This woman came, her hair was kissed by fire. She was dressed like a big old black kettle and it was clearly like beaten armor she, she believes was stolen off somebody dead, but the armor smith is not going to ask any questions about it. She in fact, in fact did beat the breastplate out Um and noticed that there was proofing on the inside of the armor and that the proofing and I'm going to turn to Mike here for a moment mm -hmm. uh, you to make up a piece of the story so we know Balbany's Dauntonthorn had very very fine armor mm -hmm. what was the armor smith's name oh what was his name if you don't remember you can make one out but I don't remember it either yeah I don't I don't remember what it, the was it wasn't it sourced by the local that oh it was like the head of Stonehold, right? It was the quartermaster because I don't quartermaster. Yeah. We'll just call it, him the quartermaster for now. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the so to answer your question, the, the armor was clearly crafted by a person they simply call the quartermaster. Who you know. Uh, by title only that the quartermaster was once the master of Stonehold. Mm -hmm. And that in fact, this armor was brought here and that the, 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 the blacksmith, this woman, she says that I immediately knew it was the armor of Balbany's Dauntum Thorn, but it was clearly not, it's clearly not a son or a daughter of Balbany's Dauntum Thorn. Her accent was way too thick. Mm -hmm. And she goes on to say that, the woman who brought the armor seems to be of well-landed stock. <laughs> She's a noble. Hmm. Didn't share her name, but could. But the 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 armorsmith shares that this woman was doubtlessly noble-born, but not Aerdane. Hmm. Okay. 
in the case of Collinsworth and Calvin, uh, you all find out um, that this storm horse is still being stabled here, which immediately Mm -hmm. signals that Abigail must be in sundown hill unless she abandoned her storm horse, which you would find very hard to believe, especially because she left the saddle here. And, you know, mm-hmm. saddles are very expensive. Um, and the other thing you discover about the saddle is that it's clearly Aridane made. Like, this is not a northern saddle by any means. This is clearly made by the Aridane. And uh, you would strongly suspect um, that it probably came from wherever Balmany's Danton Thorn did prior to this. That would be your inclination. So whatever city that may be, you may not necessarily know Balmany's Danton Thorn by name, but whatever city he was from, that's the place that you best believe that the saddle was made in. Like this is like the equivalent in mechanics, castle forged, but it's like the highest quality saddle you could possibly have made. Probably paid extra for it. Most definitely. <laughs> definitely paid extra for it. <laughs> yeah. So you, you turn up some really interesting information and you reconvene probably about midday and you actually reconvene in a, it's kind of a, I wouldn't call it an alcove, but it's definitely like a, an enclosed outdoor area, kind of this long wooden promenade with these tall wooden, with these tall stone heads that have been stacked atop one another. Remember when you, on your approach up the path, there were stone heads stacked atop one another, like almost like they were ancestors of the people who lived here. And the stone heads are of varying age and shapes and depictions. The ones that are on the bottom are less refined ones on top are more refined, but they're big stone heads. And they hold up this kind of like wooden promenade above it that you're walking on. And this is like some sort of shrine to the steward, like an outdoor shrine to the steward. Let's simply call this the steward shrine. So this is outside the place where we're meeting for lunch? Yeah, this is kind of where you reconvene. Oh, no, that, you kind of get a good lay of the city. Basically, you you would you would probably estimate there's at least two thousand or so souls that live. Oh wow! In Sundown Hill. Okay. Um, and that it's clear that they've probably been here a while, just judging by the number of stone heads that have been carved and your understanding of northern customs. Like, and these people are all uh, loyal to the Cavendish, and the reason why you know that is because the Cavendish, the heavy blue and black tartans of the Cavendish like hang everywhere but you do notice that unlike the citizens the watch wear black tartans they're not blue and black like the clan like the the cap the Cavendish clans wear they're black black upon black and you don't know why yet at least let's choose to inquire later on but you kind of you kind of meet on this promenade after kind of breaking your if you have lunch at uh, the, the the watering hole where you're at before, you kind of come out here to take in the air, and it's a it's a I would call it a balmy summer day, but like it's like think about what summer is like in August in Minnesota, like it's like maybe high seventies, and the air it's very humid, which makes the air a little sticky. Mm. Um, there's a 
the trees are obviously still in bloom. These broad leaf trees that kind of grow interspersed within the city. It's clear that um, Sundown Hill was built to coexist with the wilderness around it in mind. Um, you don't find the tall, menacing pine trees that you saw that surround Cauldron Lake, but large deciduous trees uh, whose leaves just begin to turn. It's not quite autumn yet, but um, it's it's a, it's a pretty a relatively warm summer day in the north in the Dalariata. But you can still feel the moisture coming off of Cauldron Lake. And every once in a while on the promenade, you kind of peek over the walls. You can see down below the great massive lake that kind of spans the horizon that makes up Cauldron Lake, laden with mist, surrounded by those menacing black pine trees. So you're here. And you reconvene. And you begin to talk. Mm -hmm. Talk, talk, talk. So, uh, we, in our, in our search here, we, we have found that uh, Abigail in Chains has passed through the Armorsmith and had her armor serviced here. So, she was here quite recently. The Armorsmith said that she was a, a woman of noble birth, upbringing. So I, I imagine she is here. We we saw a storm horse. It was mm -hmm. uh, the very one that we believe she took off in, and it had a what would you call that, brother? It had a a really good saddle. Indeed, it was definitely the best make I've ever seen. They probably paid really, really extra for that. Really, really extra. Wow. Really, really extra. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not really that great with numbers, but well, it's a lot. You know, extra. All the time. <laughs> it seems like with that armor and with the horse and with the saddle, it seems like they always pay extra. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was basically like they looked at it and said, you know what, I need some extra on top of that. And then they, when they were like, all right, is this good enough? They're like, extra. <laughs> Let me tell you, extra. <laughs> I mean, extra, extra. Read all about it. That's like that's how extra it was. Well, I think. Well, we I, I didn't happen to find anything about Abigail, but we do now have a trade route between this place. Oh, trade's good. Yes, uh, especially because they seem to specialize in things that we don't like. I don't know having any kind of tradesman ever. Yeah, yeah anything. Um, yeah, but we have huge tracts of land. That can't grow things, but you know, they yes, can. we, we definitely have that. Done. It's fine. <laughs> Calvin's, got the, Calvin's got the dark hedge sorcery he's working on it. Yeah, I've spread so much of Hobbs manure around. It's it's a crazy. Keegan does not believe in such things. Keegan well, also doesn't know how to grow things, except for sometimes the gods come down and they decide to just pull it out of the ground and then it's all. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, work. I'm sure we could probably get some potatoes. Those things grow anywhere. That's true. Then you boil them, you mash them, you stick them in this too. It's fine. Potato. <laughs> so we 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 know that she's here. We have our writs. I think uh, perhaps we can convince. We should maybe we should talk with Sorsha and see if we can convince her to help us help her have her help uh, us track this person down. Yeah, Calvin scratches his head. Uh, who who was she? Wanted by again? Yeah, I, I suppose we should get that story straight. 
<laughs> before we yeah approach. we should we should definitely know like whom oh, we are you mean, arresting. you mean the originator of asking for her not obviously our, our friends that are back at stonehold correct right like our, our friends are doing it because they they owe someone but uh who was that someone again uh, well seems my memory I mean, is faulting me at this point that far back but wasn't it the name of Cavendish? Like Cavendish sounds familiar. Like, but I mean, it's a popular name apparently in the north. Probably as many Cavendishes as there are Reddings. My goodness, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it was here. <laughs> she could be wanted here for all we know. Who indeed knows? Oh, I know that our allies were tasked with it from whoever they owe. That's all I remember. Right, they they owe a debt. We were helping it. Yeah, Sir Phineas had said that um, they owed they owed the druids of Cauldron. They owed the druids specifically. They owed them a debt, and the debt was to be paid by returning Abigail in chains, <coughs> not title Abigail in chains, but return Abigail in chains. So. <laughs> We get 14 game sessions in, and it finally clicks. Oh, we need to get some chains. We need that, yeah. So I, I thought I'm pretty I sure like, it's just a surname of chains or in chains, right? Like that's yeah, that's like how that works, right? It's French, enchaine. You know, like it's fine. I, I thought that this would be the night that, like, it would be like, oh, Abigail in chains. Okay. Nah. <laughs> I hope it's a name now. Can it? I have I have been sitting on this since November. <laughs> and it's January. It's February. So um yeah, I feel pretty good about that. Anyway, um <laughs> not trying to pull fast one. I'm just kind of curious when to pick it. Anyway, yeah. So Sir Phineas and and his compatriots owed the they simply called them the Druids. They owed the Druids a debt, and that debt was to return Abigail in chains to them. So, there you have it. But you don't know who the druids are. You don't know where they're at. And you don't know anything beyond that. Well, so, if we can somehow restrain her while she's sitting down, then she could be in her angry chair. <laughs> oh, man. Well... Since we don't know the details, I am hereby officially, officialist, uh, putting a bounty out from Stonehold for this Abigail character. We can we can scrive in that up or whatever the name is. Ten brass pennies. Officially, we, uh, right? We might not want to announce that we have a bounty because then somebody's going to request a reward. But they need a writ. Th that's the thing. We're the we, only ones with writs. We, yeah, we, we writ it ourselves. We will write up this bounty and keep it for ourselves. It's all officialiest. Officialiest. I mean, I don't right. know enough to counter you. I don't have education. <laughs> you know what? I'm pretty sure they're making it up as they go along here anyway, so that's fine. Let's just assume this will work. Um, sure. 
no centralized form of government here to really go against us, I guess. Such a a bureaucratic day <laughs> for Stonehold. I must say. Well, technically everything we do is history, right? <laughs> I suppose. In a way. Everything anyone ever does is history. Exactly. So huzzah. So what do you intend to do from here? Um well I think the first thing we do is write up this ridiculous bounty notification for Abigail, who is now wanted for from Stonehold. For what crimes? <laughs> for theft. Uh-huh. For theft, she stole for our theft, food, yeah. she stole our goods and equipments. Yeah. Portraying herself as a noble when she's not. I don't know. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. Right. So con- constructing such a, a bounty, like a, a writ of a writ of arrest in this case, who will who will hold the writ of arrest that is not Osbert? <laughs> I will. Okay. So Collinsworth put a writ of arrest for Abigail. Surname yet untold. In chains. AKA in chains. Abigail, AKA Abigail in chains. All <laughs> shine. All shame. Just telling you. Abigail in chains in uh, on the red. Okay. So you have that constructed. It's toward sundown. Is she in a box? <laughs> it's about sundown by now. Um, in Sundown Hill. And um, you've the you've the, the run of the city uh, as you wish to do. What do you want to go from here? So we all have our story straight, right? Yep. All right. So we're official bounty hunters from Stonehold. She's wanted, and we have a writ. We've let's been talk, deputized. Let's let's uh let's uh go up to the the wall and speak with Sorsha about. Then why that. why did you call it a story? Huh? This this is the way things are. I, I just she's going to be asking a lot of questions, and I want everyone to be on the same page. Yeah, that page of paper that we have right there. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, normally when someone refers to it as a story, it's untruthful. So that's why I, I asked, because all of it, was, this, all of it is, is true. All, this is all obviously, obviously, obviously above board. Uh, and on paper. I mean, look at this paper. Look at it. Well, I would refrain from referring to it as a story then, oh. particularly in front of Sorsha. Yes, yes. Thank you for that advice. Uh, as your advisor, my 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 my, my, my trusted advisor <laughs> and bounty hunter sheriff, Collinsworth has the the briefcase full of drugs in the back of the can, the back the back of the horse. As, as your advisor, I recommend. As your advisor, I I recommend you slow down. I can't keep up. <laughs> oh man, what a, I haven't seen that movie in so long. Uh, so we turn, we cut to nightfall in um in sundown and the music changes to a little ditty called valhalla nights <laughs> maybe i hear it very clearly but is it about jack and diane <laughs> yeah so as it's a, it's a very fitting photo by the way it's one of the reasons <laughs> i chose it you all can't see this but um imagine if you will the the mirror 
it's and it's it's been it's been in its full glory casting its pale blue light over the lake over the surrounding mountains dotted with these menacing black trees in the great city of sundown hill rambling up the side of the bluff it's kind of peaked roofs meeting in these like kind of serpent-like carved heads that overlook the entire city kind of almost like uh in lord of the rings was that little that little that city in the middle of the field they spent a lot of time in the second movie i think oh and rohan rohan yeah imagine imagine the architecture of rohan but in a very different setting like it has the architecture around with the tall peaked roofs with the scaly looking kind of uh roofs um or shingles the tall soaring uh supporting beams around stone buildings a cobbled way throughout the entire settlement this place is well settled it's been here for an age or two you would guess sundown hill and you head back to the walls and, uh, of course, along the path, there are burning torches, or, sorry, burning braziers on the ground. These big iron, black iron-looking um, octopi uh, with burning wood and hay and stuff in it that smolder and smoke. But they cast enough, a generous amount of, of, of orange light to see by in the city as you weave your way back toward the gates where you see... Sorsha O'Bannon with her long gray hair drawn into a braid and she comes to meet you and she 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 bids you good evening. Good evening. Good evening. You've had the take of uh, Sundown Hill, I take it today. <laughs> yes, rather impressive. Wonderful, wonderful town. We've had some nice it's it's good to be out in civilization for once. All right. We've we've the we've the grace of uh, Earl Seamus Kincaid. Due to that, we live in peace, relative peace here. Or if not for the Earl, Sundown Hill would have fall fell like Stonehold so many winters ago. You know the Kincaid family held this place together. Kincaid, why does that sound familiar to me? Was that not? Uh... Was Kincaid one of the uh, torque boards? Admiral Kincaid was the white wolf of the yes. Barrel March. Yes. The betrayer. Now that's what? a name I know. <laughs> the Blood Follic, Oathbreaker. Aye. Seamus Kincaid is descended of the same line, but he's not a, he's nay poison in his blood, nor any sort of uh, disorder. The Earl Seamus Kincaid kept Sundown Hill way out of the fight and we have survived and now the Dalariata is a part of the is now a part of uh, the great land of the south as king cassander malister the unifier had extended his golden hand to us we embraced it a warm embrace indeed it is it is good nice to be it is nice to be amongst other eridane again <laughs> oh. she she kind of perks her brow and says Nay, make no mistake, this is Donish land. But an Aerodane alliance we do share indeed. And we certainly speak the same tongue. Hmm. Yes. What is an Aerodane, after all? <laughs> it's just a collection of beliefs and a shared language. A love for all that is good and holy among the covenant. I was more alluding to, you know, the alliance and how, 
you know, this uh, Sundown Hill and uh, Stonehold are, are both part of the same alliance. Hi. Six of one, half a dozen of another. Whatever you all say in the South. <laughs> hey, to be ordained means to be unified by faith. So I suppose in a sense, although we are not born of blood from beyond the forbidden kingdom, we are indeed all ordained. She smiles. Here, here. I all drink to that. And if, if we have drinks, then <laughs> you've left your water skin. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that you've had the run of the place, Stoneholders, what say you? What can I help thee with? Well, we we've drawn up a little bit of paperwork. We wanted to uh, let you see this this evening. Uh, uh, we have some official business we would like to attend to in town, and. We understand that we needed licenses for that and we, we've drawn these up so i i present her i, I ask that everyone present your your bounty hunter writs and i, I show the uh, uh the bounty for abigail i don't really recognize the name at the bottom of this who licensed it well that would who was be, this uh osbert clumsy mannering that would be yours truly the lord of stonehold the theme stonehold she kind of raises both brows Ye are the Thane of Stonehold. Yes. Yeah. Took a tuff of fur from the moss among us. Truly, she says. Yes, I, I, I root around in my pack for a moment and, and, and produce as such. I thought the mere theater goers putting on a mere show. <laughs> we like to keep a low profile and get the lay of the land before anyone knows that old Lord Clumsy's coming around and, and rooting <laughs> around this town. We don't want to raise too many eyebrows before, you know, these sorts of things going on. I, you know how it is. Well, I suppose these days, Lord Osbert of Stonehold, the quartermaster, Hannibal Kincaid, Stonehold's had a lot of masters and a lot of lords. Titles come and go as lives come and go there, it seems. So, no offense, I'm sure your reign will be short. <laughs> none taken it, the north is a dangerous place but for now we've laid claim we've laid claim to to stonehold and we've begun to develop it but then you are indeed brave the lot of ye and mm -hmm. i wish thee well stonehold is the gateway to the rukenval through the rushwood and without the rushwood there be no interconnection between here and the north mm-hmm Stoneholm occupies a very important artery between here and uh, Keltirian. And if it makes you feel any better, we're, we're, we're none too friendly with the Green John as, as of currently. So if, if there's any, uh, if, if this is your gateway to the south, so to speak, we can, we can facilitate that as best we can. Aye, your man here, Kagan, had inquired with our quartermaster. As I come to understand it, uh, your relations with old Grahlstead, there is nay animus, but no, but nay friendliness either. We tried to make inroads with the, with the man when we came in, but he was, uh, things soured between us quickly. I'd heard, he looks toward Collinsworth, I'd heard the man in black stands with, old Grahlstead stands with the Green John. Oh, the man in black. Sorry, one second here. Aye. The mute like, 
Oh, I thought you were referring to the minstrel from down south. One second. Nay, the mute one. The man they used to call Ulysses Coventry. Oh, really? That's an interesting name. Wears a broad hat, carries a grimace and a pair of wands at his waist. Surely you met him while you were there, if you are in the Green John's company. You all do remember having that conversation, because remember when you found that really expensive rifle that he wanted to buy off all of you? Ulysses was there. You didn't know him by name, but now you know. Oh, so we're starting to make that connection now. Yes. Mm. It's all like, oh shit, that was Ulysses Coventry? He used to be at Stonehold with Bobbity's Dunton Thorn. And I'm he was going to shoot our head off. And he was thought to be dead. Yes, I'd heard I had heard stories that uh he was actually found dead in a chateau. No, I think that was Chauncey. I heard that Chauncey was as well. Oh, I'm in different I don't know. Couldn't I, I had heard that Chauncey uh, and Ulysses Redding and perhaps one or two more were found dead in the chateau. Something about... I couldn't I say. But the man this, in black used to travel with Lord Dauntonthorn. Little Lord Dauntonthorn. <clears throat> the younger. <laughs> Apparently, it wasn't little enough. I thought he was the second of his name. Die the younger. Second born, what's that mean in the Aridane lands? Huh? Just means that you were named after someone older, more famous than you. Right. But at least here in the north, as, he, as she looks toward Osbert, you can take what you want if it goes uncontested until someone decides to contest it. So I suppose Lord Dantathorn, for what years he did live, certainly enjoyed his freedom, despite being second-born. Hmm. True freedom. With a name attached to it. Mm-hmm. Well, so we... We tried our best, actually, to make things good with the green john but uh apparently trading one horse is uh, enough to you know put us at odds um it's a when on trade in the area yes um why we'd even brought him back several and i um i had trained up their stable manager on how to increase their stock but uh just one horse was uh too much oh well we have friends here now so yes if you if you know anything about the Green John and Torque Lords, there's no trading with a traitor. <laughs> traitor with a T, not a D. The traitor will take what they can get and use it to their advantage. Rest assured, the Green John is not beloved by the Earl Kincaid, much less the Cavendish clan. Hmm. If the Earl had enough vim in him still. Youthful enough, I'm certain that he would try to snicker snackle Green Green John's head, <laughs> remove it from his shoulders. But the arrow is older now. 
I don't think he'd be doing anything like that. Hmm. Feuds run deep here in the north, she goes on to say. Real deep. Yeah, just like the south. <laughs> Aye. In the south, you do your murder in the shadows and with poison. In the north, it comes to swords in the streets or in the wilderness. I think some assumptions are being made about the south. Yes, uh, while, while those are used, there have been some notable ruffians in some places that uh <sighs> those times are done now with the unifier he's put to rest all the enemies of, of aglador at least in the kingdom mm. the west and the east are unified durendal has a new master you'd be surprised how much you hear about the south up here in the north mostly because it's the it's the lore that dan's most familiar with <laughs> mm-hmm. Nay, that helps. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, that was totally breaking the fourth wall there. <laughs> um, uh, but she goes on to say, "I maybe I am making some assumptions, no less." Please go on. I don't mean to interrupt. Well, I mean the crux of it is that we have this writ, and we are looking for this person, and we do believe that. This person may still be here. You did mention this morning that she had stopped here and um, hadn't left. You hadn't seen her left today, leave today, had you? Nay, she says. And knowing now what I've learned of all of ye, we can talk turkey, as they say. Come on inside. Let's uh, share a drink. Talk a bit. Okay, let's. Into the guard tower you go, into this kind of Spartan-looking affair, her, her appointed office. You can see some knickknacks and war trophies kind of on the mantle of her large hearth that's, ro- that's not roaring at the fire. It's got a little slow burn. Um, but it's a little balmy in here, but she seems perfectly comfortable with it. Well, she says she pours you all drinks. There's something you ought to know. Knowing that you got this written, it's all official business and whatnot. Now that you're lords of Stonehold. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to stifle a laugh here. <laughs> <laughs> Abigail is indeed here. And hmm. she is currently in the halls of the Earl Seamus Kincaid. She came to claim sanctuary. Hmm. From whom? Besides us. The druids. What wrong has she begun become of the druids? I cannot say, but only a woman of high stock can claim sanctuary. And that would be speaking to her surname, of which I do not know. Hmm. I don't know it either. She definitely has the accoutrements of a uh, well-paid person, but they could have been stolen like the things she stole from us. Yes, that uh, that armor, we believe, came from Stonehold. Stolen, she she goes on, repurposed, as she looks to your weapons. Whatever you wish to call it, she did have the accoutrements of someone noble-born, 
and an air about her as well. But conniving. Like, clever. Like, you know how nobles do. Clever-like. Mm-hmm. She, she looks to Osbert. Yes, I've seen it all. So, is she intending to take up residence here? As far as you can tell? Sanctuary sounds kind of permanent to me. She uh, kind of takes a deep breath before she says this. I know we've only met but a, but a night ago. And if you are who you truly say you are, I tell you this. The Earl Seamus has thrown Abigail into the dungeon. Hmm. To what end, I do not know, but if I know anything about Sundown Hill, something foul is afoot. Hmm. And I do not think that that smell is coming from Abigail. <laughs> well, she has been on the road for quite some time, but I'm <laughs> sorry, I couldn't resist. Uh, perhaps we should speak with the Earl then. Oh, I think if you go inquiring after Abigail with the Earl, you'll come to a dead end, and maybe even literally. Something sensitive subject. The Earl is elder in his years, like I mentioned. He's not been right in the head for some time. Some say his mind has been twisted. I, I thought you were saying that he wasn't touched like uh, the White Wolf. Well, there's no poison enough in his blood to turn against his country, but I do not think I do not think it's solely because of his age, but in fact because he has a whisper of sort that has come to his court in the last few years that has fed him poison words, twisted his mind. Hmm. Many have suspected it. We know that the Earl has become more and more distant with us, more dis- not despondent, but distant. And rarely does he speak, but instead his advocate does. What makes you so suspicious of this person, this advocate? Well, Dan pauses. <laughs> uh, there is a whisper who serves him. I'm trying to find the name real quick. I apologize. There is a peller named Salamandra. And would you define what a peddler does again? Or peller does? A peller. A peller is a an apothecary of sort, but but has stretch into worlds that we do not walk. They walk between the spirit world and this. Huh. A magician of a sort. This salamandra is one of them pellers. And has become the mouth of the Earl in all and for all express intent and purposes. Hmm. So you see, simply going to the Earl 
and discussing such things with such information may not be good for your health. So we speak with the salamander then, right? Salamander speaks for the Earl. And it is said that Salamander is the one who condemned Abigail to the dungeon. For whatever reason, I couldn't say. So you will find no advocate advocacy with the Earl. So you're saying that the the Earl is the one like he's he may not react very well because of all of the the poison that's built up towards this. That's if he could even speak to the Earl himself. The Peller speaks for the Earl now. I'm sorry if I wasn't being clear. Right, right. So Salamandra is the one that's closer for us to be able to be speaking with. Like closer, closer attain- attainable. Certainly. But as I said, it was Salamandra who condemned Abigail to the dungeons. Right. And so then we would need to speak with Salamandra, right? So, so if, to be clear, maybe it's just because you're from the South and your head's a bit fuzzy. If Salamandra threw Abigail in the dungeon and mm-hmm. didn't have her executed, what do you think Salamandra would do with people who were inquiring about after her? Hmm. Are, is Sundown Hills uh, friends of the druids? No one's really friends with the druids, he says. They have their own aim and intent. Okay. So this must have been recent. If she, if she, within the past 24 hours or so, you'd say, that she got thrown in the dungeon? Nay, it would have been maybe half a week. Remember, you all had had lost a lot of time mm-hmm. when you remained behind. You lost almost, I think it was five days. Mm-hmm. You're five days behind her after staying at the Caliban's abandoned hunting cabin and everything else. I was just a little confused because yeah. like this morning or the night before she had mentioned like, oh yeah, she came here and she hadn't left yet. And that's all she said. Like she just didn't supply the information that, oh that's yeah, right. by the way, she's in the dungeon too. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Because why would she need to? Why would she to random people? But now that you've kind of given yourselves Mm -hmm. official reason to be doing it, she's Mm -hmm. kind of being, Abigail's being more open. Sorry. Okay. But uh, (laughs) she's being more open. (laughs) So, yes, the Peller, Salamandra, befeen the Earl of Poison words and now speaks for the Earl and threw Abigail into the dungeon, as I understand it. The Mm -hmm. whole business is shady but Hmm. oh you know i just wish i could go home because with this whole allegory it seems that salamandra is not the one that's so far away but we don't want to feel the snake bite enter our veins never do i want to be here again Hmm. i'm having trouble remembering why i came So, I mean, nice song quote. Like, I <laughs> <that> was good. <laughs> so, knowing what you know, knowing you've a bounty on this woman, maybe you can speak true to me now. I've given ye the truth, and I've entertained this silly document you have clearly written in the last. <laughs> 
passage of the sun down to sun up. Indeed, the the ink is wet. I'll I'll be fair with you. Yes. Aye, aye. But I can't help but trust a lot of you. Outsiders have a tendency to make change happen in ways that locals can't. (laughs) Adventurers. (laughs) Adventurers. (laughs) There's something trustworthy about a lot of you, and I can't quite put my finger on what it is, but to have to admire folk who would try to reestablish Stonehold, you must have balls as big as Aldernon himself. Well, you know what they say about jesters. They have a, a tendency to speak the truth. And everyone just laughs, but they actually know what they're saying is actually true. <laughs> but yes, it, I, I do make it a habit. What? What's your question? What is your true intention with Abigail? We intend to bring her in. We have a bounty for her. The Druids, she is wanted by the Druids. Why would she be wanted by the Druids? She, she asked honestly. Well, the druids seek after no manner woman. They might as well live on a different plane of existence, she says. Well, there is there is another thing within my employ uh, who's uh, who have a men have some men within his his employ as well who uh, are owed owed a dre- debt to the druids, and they say to resolve that de- debt we would bring in this Abigail. I think that they gave him a debt that was not easily attainable. Yes. Well, what is the easiest way to make someone continue to work for them than to never allow them to pay? Right. <laughs> Give a man an impossible task and he'll work for you forever. What they can't puzzle out, there is a story about uh, There's a story I'm recalling from my youth about a blacksmith who is forever condemned to hammer out a piece of metal that simply reshapes itself into a melty bar every morning, and he is condemned <laughs> to continuously hammer at it to turn a sword, but can never turn the sword. It always reverts back to its original ignit form. Sounds like something you'd read in the Librum. But what doesn't what doesn't line up for me? is why the druids, who have little, if any, concern with the realms of mankind, would be so fascinated by this woman, Abigail. Well, perhaps it has something to do with her connection with the... uh, It was the the Nameless. Perhaps. The Nameless seem, seem like... I don't know much about their relationship between the two, but it seems like maybe they'd be at odds with each other. Well, perhaps we should go and uh, perhaps we should go and ask the druids. Side quest. <laughs> put it in your put it in your put it in your quest log. Yeah. I, you you would not find the druids. The druids will find you before you find them. Oh, good. Make make it easier on us. <laughs> well, lest lest you have will be the quest. Marker. Lest you have a megascope and an obsidian mirror, you'd not find the druids anywhere near here. You'd have to have sorcery to find them. Oh. What were those things that I would need? A megascope and a black obsidian mirror. She she says this, and they're basically like, imagine like the most pejorative items you could ascribe to like a common dabbler of like of diablery. She just named off two items that are kind of like almost 
storybook like like a megascope like a giant a telescope wand and a black a mirror that you would consult well, to speak with demons i like, think modern day we would say see we would say like eye of newt and yeah and some, yeah. yeah like eye of cauldron i have yeah. newt and a in a and salt on the left shoulder yeah she he, she basically she basically rattles off two things that are not offensive it's just they are kind of like it's just a cliche it's a, yeah it's a cliche yeah. exactly <laughs> a megascope and a black mirror to consult for demons <laughs> Oh, well, I don't want to consult with demons. <laughs> but I do have a megascope. <laughs> my back only. <laughs> now, well, the druids, this whole bit with the druids just doesn't... This is perplexing, she says. What would they want with this woman? Well, I guess we'd find out when we show up with her. More importantly... What the hell did your friends get into to put them to put themselves in debt to the druids? Perhaps I don't know. I guess we'll find out when we get there. <laughs> Sometimes it's best not to ask. <laughs> yeah, we didn't ask. We're sorry. No, I mean, I'm wondering now myself. Sometimes we're we're one of these these types of people that don't ask a man too many questions about his path if he past if he's not forthcoming about it. We're just trying to be good, good sort and uh, help him out as best we can. But I guess when it comes to you, if we're willing to help you out in this, what difference does it make? If we can, if we can help you rid yourself of this salamandra and set the Earl's head on straight, and we can be off with Abigail in the process, everyone's happy, right? She scratches at her chin, which is not bearded like mine. <laughs> ye are talking about infiltrating the Earl's castle and dealing <laughs> and dealing with infiltration and, de oh. and dealing with Salamandra, she says. So you're saying I didn't use those words, but So you're saying Salamandra's poisoning the Earl's ear. Hmm. Where eardrops would help. Just kidding. But I do start to ponder to myself, like, is there a like medicinal concoction that would make them lame? Is it like a folksbane that's maybe being applied to them, or certainly possible? I mean, with what little you you don't have a lot to go on right now. Any supposition may be correct. But mm. he could be poisoned. He could have been changed with by magic. I mean, you certainly heard of certain practitioners of darker magics able to bend minds with sorcery. Mm. So if the, this is this is Calvin, just to be clear, only right, Calvin right. knows this. To dispel such a magic would be a feat unto itself, and you'd have to be able to get near the Earl to do it. But it is possible. You, don't you have to? Do you have to spell magic? Um, I think I picked it up or, I mean, dispel magic is one of those things you like always take because <laughs> yeah. otherwise you can't counterspell. Uh -huh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's an auto take in my opinion for any caster. Like, why would you not take counterspell <laughs> or I mean, uh, dispel magic? At this point, Calvin, I mean, what you know, what you've kind of learned is that a peller is essentially, it's a code word for an apothecary he uses. Hedge magic. 
Mm. Your best well, so me. Okay. So yeah. I'm a peller. So, your, be- your best reckoning. So if you have suspicions that this woman is poisoning the Earl's ear, perhaps, I mean, why why have you not uh, arrested her and questioned her at the minimum? Salamandra is no woman. Oh, I, I apologize. The, uh, the sound of the name uh, made me think she was... Of the, of the female gender. Nay, salamandras of two spirits. Ah, yes. Well, I guess they would be the right term then. Um, have you, Why have you not uh, questioned this person at the minimum? If, if you suspect foul play is afoot, then um, that would be in the best interest of Sundown Hill, would it not? Aye, that would be the easiest answer, right? But you do not know that uh, the what Salamandra has wrought among the Earl's people. There are only a few of us who would dare stand to Salamandra, but what are two to the cacophony? What so are the, two to a hall full of seasoned warriors who serve? You speak of the Earl's court when you say people, right? I yes. The sycophants that Salamandra has attracted into their orbit. Hmm. How numerous are these sycophants? They range everywhere from simple traders and artisans to Machiavellian tricksters and nobles. <laughs> Some good-hearted, but patriots. Too loyal to the Earl to, to, to see that they at the wolves and pulled over their eyes. Others looking to get their comeuppance. Some that Salamandra has brought into their employ. Other pellers, apprentices, I would suspect. Well, I appreciate the range you have told us, but uh, that doesn't give us quite a number, does it? The number you should know is that Salamandra surrounds themselves with these women that are simply called the Three Sisters. Apprentices to Salamandra. As for the rest, the number readily 50 more. 50 plus. The court of the Earl is large. The Earl, the Kincaids have deep familial ties to the smaller clans throughout Dalariata. Many clans for that matter. Most have their have, have sent envoys who serve at the Earl's behest. Some are warden from the war and have grown up and were raised with his children and have grown loyal out of family bounds despite the fact that they were warded in the midst of a war. So what do you what do you know of this salamandra? Are they, are, do you know anything of their past? Are they, do you think perhaps that they were sent by a, uh, a foreign power or, or some such to uh, usurp the Earl's voice and will within this region? I could not say, but I can tell you this true. Salamandra is strange to behold. Very strange to behold. What do you mean strange by that? Behold. What do you mean? Yes. There are nations of people who live to the west in a place called the Anduran Moor. They've no name that they call themselves, but here in the north we call them Siabra. 
as as she says that, it kind of sends a prickles upon your spine, as the word Siabra said. It almost it's almost a, a, a an utterance that is that is enough to spook anyone who knows of the stories. Well, it seems obvious then. She doesn't. How how could a how could a Siabra have the best interest of of the Eridane at heart? To begin to guess, the Druids will be also to ask the the will of the Siabra. They are nay a collective, all of them individual, all of them with their own whim and will. Forgive my ignorance, I know not aught of them. <laughs> nay, Siabras consort with knockers, spirits, fey elves, gnomes, dwarves, all that like. What intentions they have, gods only know. I told you they were Siabra. real. Hey, I turned to Calvin. I told you they were real. Uh, yes, you are right, brother. I never doubted you, Collinsworth. <clears throat> so you see, the knot in this rope is a bit tight. Like one when one's child tries to tie your boot and then laces the lashes too many times. <laughs> Getting it unwound is not all that easy. Sure, one could simply take a pair of scissors and cut the lace. Is it not easier to try to unwind? I mean, sorry, mistake that back. One could simply take a pair of scissors and try to cut the lace, but then you have no lace for your boot. To answer your question about simply putting the Inquisition to see out to Salamandra, that would be taking the scissor to the lace. Laces can be replaced. They can be unbound with people who are, have enough gumption and will to unwind it. And as, as I see it, if ye are seeking this, Abigail, the only way to come about this is to deal with Salamandra. There's always another way. Two fish, one lure. There's always another way. Public opinion. If enough people know of this Salamandra and they know of the poison that she, she drips into the Earl's ear, perhaps then they can overthrow her. Have you not heard? Did you not listen to my words about the knotted lace? Do you not think that we have already tried to do so in public and in secret? <laughs> I, I, I don't have no idea what you've done so far. I commend <clears throat> your efforts, at least. Hey, we have we have tried this a campaign, as one rabble rouser put it, embracing a campaign of political intrigue. That did not go so well. The rabble rouser hung from the walls when it was discovered. <clears throat> hung by a, a cord that you could not see with your visible eye. The workings of the three sisters. Witchcraft. Within these walls. There are no witches in the north. There are only druids. Well, magic. Hmm. Well, I'd have to see it to know it, whether it's a maybe a poison or a toxin or a 
something spell hmm I... as, as long as it's not a cradle <laughs> hmm so how do we gain audience through stealth through an invitation to speak from to one lord to another to be fair she says I have tried my ways and they have failed. We need an outsider's intervention. We need help unwinding this knot, so to speak. <laughs> Perhaps we can convene together over this outside of pry prying ears, outside of prying of, 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 <clears throat> of looky loos and listeners. Salamandra's web extends to every nook and cranny here in Sundown Hill. She already knows we're here then. Aye. But as for your intention, only I, you were so bold to bring this, she shakes a piece of paper, thing to me. <laughs> Seems like it's in back. And you didn't go inquiring like I asked. Right? Did I? Didn't I? I was trying to save you all from being strung up by the same invisible cords. <laughs> <laughs> was made to obfuscate but to save you well so what should we do now as I turn to Osbert it's a good question well we certainly need your guidance <laughs> I mean I can advise but uh, eyes away I mean Well, Calvin, <laughs> I got, I mean, I'm not much of a sneaky person. Um, and it would take time to examine them. I, I, I doubt they would let me just, uh, you know, stand there and like, hold on, hold on. Let me figure out what's wrong with this man. And then, uh, you know, attempt to cure him. I'm pretty sure they would stop something that my overt. First, my first thought is to obtain admission to the court, get a lay of the land, find the information and then proceed from there. Find mm -hmm. some sort of excuse uh, to go to the court and give our good graces and whatnot. Um, mm -hmm. And then see what she looks like, see what the sisters are, and move on from there. Mm -hmm. See what we can learn. What do you think, Collinsworth? Yes. I think we should do that. All right. Let's do it. Probably we can perhaps send word tonight and see about getting word, uh, an invitation. We can attempt, but uh, it's very possible that if this, um, say, outsider, if we will, is, is in control of said court, it's a very good chance that it could take quite a while to get an invitation that would allow us to even enter. Yeah, I mean, perhaps there's some sort of, uh, you know, uh, service or, you know, uh, a person we can speak to, a valet of sorts. Well, they would be the best ones. If you wish to get to the master, the easiest way is the man that uh, folds his clothes, if you would. The major domo? That's a, uh. good, a good thought. 
Well, if that is the way of it, that we decide to go through the servants, which would probably be quite a bit faster and quite frankly easier, uh, how would we go about it? If, if there's 50 people there, there's certain to arise suspicion, even if we only talk to one servant. And who do we know that is a trusted servant? And he kind of turns to look at uh, their friend here that's been giving them all the information about their own. Well, well Keegan, you're, you you certainly know your way around serving and butling. Uh, perhaps you could, we could uh, find the person who hires servants and get us all jobs. And then we could uh, hmm. masquerade throughout this court and, and find out what we can find. I mean... We're did you, not, hmm? did you not already make inroads with the quartermaster? No, well, with the town in general, but the earl is, is definitely something different, I, I would mm -hmm. assume. Uh, I I guess that... Maybe that wouldn't work. I don't know if this would work, since she probably knows that we're already here. <laughs> she most definitely hmm. does. If she is half of what has been described to us, she definitely knows when people come and leave town. I mean, look at how quickly they threw Abigail into chains. <laughs> I think her name should be Abigail in Dungeon now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yes. Abigail Underground. <laughs> but uh, that that aside, if you'd like, I can attempt to procure us jobs, but uh, there are 50 people in their court that are... Um, under a spell, if you will, I, I do believe that uh, they might want to only stick to said people. Doesn't that make I, the most sense? On second thought, that's probably not the best idea. Like I said, they probably know that we're here. Most definitely. However, yeah. if I, we were to, say, try to establish diplomatic relations, maybe with someone on the staff, that could work. Yeah, yeah I mean... Yeah. What's to stop us from just trying to seek um, audience with them for that purpose alone? Because we are from Stonehold. Yeah. Embassaries from Stonehold. We've already talked about trade routes, but perhaps we should talk about a formal alliance. Yes. All right. So say we get this audience with said Earl and said um, second in command, uh, Salamandra, and they are both there. I, uh, what are we looking for here particularly? Or do Hard you think that upon a glance you're going to understand exactly what they have going on? This I think Salamandra. We can, we can intuit some sort of relationship. We can learn quite a few things if we're there. Yes, I don't know what that is, but we can learn something. I and suppose to consider, Sorsha says, if he. Do not, if you seek the diplomatic road, there is an alternative path too to consider. Mm. The Earl's castle, there are ways into the castle that there's a back door to the castle, I guess is what I'm saying, that leads to the outside of the walls surrounding Sundown Hill. Only the Earl and the Thanes and Salamandra would know of it. 
but every every castle has an escape door. I forget what they call that. It's like I don't know. There's like a sally port. Is that what it's called? A secret, a sacred passage that leads to the outside of the castle where the Earl could escape in case of uh, in case of besiegement. I know of this way in, but it is perilous to get to. Okay. That sounds promising. Well, this begs yeah. the question, how quiet can Augur yeah. be? A sally port, that's right. You're absolutely right, Mike. Okay. What, I'm sorry, what were you saying, Kay? How quiet can this group be? <laughs> well, you must understand the sally port leads to the edge of the wall where it abuts against the bluff. They wouldn't see you because you'd be too close to the wall. It's not the getting in, it's the getting around inside that uh, one worries about. That I cannot say. But I tell you this, you'd be not alone. Whatever direction you choose to go, should it be the sally port, I would join you. Should it be through uh, intrigue, I could not be there. For I'm already suspect by Salamandra and the three sisters. Hmm. Uh, do you know these 50 sycophants or 50 plus or whatever, this, this number of sycophants that apparently haunt these walls, do they dress in a certain way? Do they act in a certain way? Do they, is there any kind of um, identifier that they may wear? Because if there's 50 of them, there's a good Aye. chance not everyone knows everyone. Aye. They may be a head and a half shorter than I am, but they hold their noses higher than my forehead. <laughs> you know them. You know them by the way they carry themselves. Their mannerisms betray them. They believe themselves elevated because they are within the courts of the Earl. Therefore, they do as people are wont to do when they have no they have no recourse for their actions. Dress themselves in many folds of cloth. Speak in confusing winding words like an Elorinite dress like some like some person who well dress like someone who's too much money for their name you know them by the way that they smell and they talk and they hold themselves well there's so it seems right. that the sally port then is our only option because none of us can blend in with these sorts of people we just Keegan don't. starts to raise his finger and then just kind of Takes his head. We, puts we, his... we don't. We don't have the. Uh, we're more of a a, a, a baser stock. Uh, we don't. We don't. Our nose don't. Our nose don't elevate such to such heights. <laughs> yeah, some of us are too much of the earth. Um, sure. Sure. No, make no mistake. No, Dunman here in Sundown Hill lays any claimancy to the aristocracy save for the Earl. No, these are just people who learn to pretend really well. Mm. Right. Which means that if need be, there may be, I don't know, one of us among us that could possibly pass, pass off as that. Just saying. 
well, I just recently attained my status as a thing, and I don't know if I that would be me. Who who, who would you be speaking of, Keegan? Eve Moss among your roots and <laughs> your in your in your garb. I'm not wearing it. No, I keep it on my person. Should I be? Is that is that what things do? Is that not how you earned your thaindom? It is. Your legend is born from the feats you have you have committed to. Right? I think what he I think what he's asking is if, if he actually has to wear it on his clothing. How does one know that one is knight? How does one know that one is a knight? Well, where we're from, you wear spurs. Aye. What do those spurs signify? Well, you, you ride a knight, a horse. Aye. And? A king knighted you or something, I think. But ye have clashed swords and have lived to tell the tale. And you have clashed swords with many folk. By your legends and deeds. Yes. Tis the same for thanes. Hmm. Thanes wear their legends and deeds upon their chest, their shoulders, their head. There, there is a forget not the famous Dunman Erkley, who defeated the great uh, Namoan lion and wore upon his shoulders. They knew that he was Erkley the Invincible, hmm. because he wore his legend upon his shoulders. It is <laughs> the way the thanes in the north. Knights, as you may call them. Well, then, I, I suppose... They wear their legends upon themselves. I suppose I should make myself legendary, then. <laughs> More legendary, I should say. Who plucked, who, plucked the, who plucked the moss? It was me. You, she says. I thought you were you're telling a tall tale. No, it, You seem it, to be a it, little bit of a story maker. It, I, I am a story maker. I, I, I do admit, I, I jesting is my trade, but it was me who plucked the moss. Tis true. She she looks toward a lot of the, the three of you. It is. I'd have took it. This one, Keegan would have done it. <laughs> Barley is the Talking about like this six foot tall, like brawn 60 <laughs> dude that's yeah, my muscle mage guy. Your muscle mage, your ogre magi. Yeah, <laughs> Keegan I, is actually husky build, and he is five ten. So he's oh, actually, are you? Oh, okay. So yeah, pretty, he's actually pretty a pretty far. big dude. All right. Uh, he's just missing an eye. That's the only thing oh, that's for, like. Forgive me, I don't mean to pass judgment. You just you seem more a japester than you do a <laughs> than a thane. But I suppose I've heard stranger stories. After all, the Night Father himself was. Was was uh, was no was no man of height or means, but now you can see him in the stars. Yeah. yeah. Who knows more that goes on in court than a jester, right? <laughs> Certainly. Also, at the end of the day, quite a bit of people that have that title of sir uh, might be quite full of it as well. You might you may call them bards here in the north, but. Bards in the north are typically warriors as well. Hmm. I did not take you for a warrior poet, but here you are. So, in, indeed, you truly are a thane. Here in the north, you need not be knighted like some southern peacock knight. Wear the plumage upon your head. But if you've done the deed and you wear that deed on your shoulder, you are a thane in the eyes of the people. All right, then. I'll be sure to, to wear my grizzly trophy in. Let it be known. So, like your trophy and the Witcher on your horse. Is I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> so, if if you were to never wear this, you would never be noted. Would you be Sir No Notes? 
<laughs> sir no no sir no no oh sir no no <laughs> sir Nunos. sir no no classic mike sir no no classic mike classic bossler mm-hmm. yeah classic. i think well, yeah <laughs> odysseus 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 ulysses is coventry in italics because he's now a ship <laughs> in literature <laughs> it's cms cmos chicago manual style um a little bit of editorial joke for you nerds out there um that one went deep okay so she she says i perhaps we need the night to think of it but mm. that is an alternative to go through the sally port maybe we can reconvene again tomorrow outside the walls pick a place in time we'll be there so we'll, so we'll take the night to think about it while as i point to colin as i point to clumsy the night thinks about it <laughs> yes Thane, she says <laughs> it ain't nothing but a night thing baby <laughs> and then we will tell tale of it later a night nice tale Thane, we are agreed <laughs> oh god <laughs> you done you done because I'm it's negative 800 reward points by case count <laughs> that no. many puns I'm Aridane Nine. You, you keep it up, and we're never going to be able to get to advanced tier. I just assume we're, gonna, we're never we're leveling go again. Back. Never, I was going to say, gonna, yeah, never going to advance to advanced tier. We're going to go negative a tier, and everybody's going to lose their no. profession that they just got. Mm-hmm. You're just going to have to give us like however many reward points are required to get to advanced tier, just in one go. Yeah, he's just going to be in like five games. He's going to be like, you know what? You just you're advanced. It's just fine. Go. Whatever. It's I don't fine. care. Well. It's 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 ten thirty our time, and I think uh, we've done a lot of kind of story dump tonight. So maybe yeah. we can take the the week to kind of marinate on it, and then we'll play again next week for game session fifteen. Holy shit, we've been playing this remote for for we've been playing remote now for like because we we didn't start immediately after Queen of Embers. We because we stopped playing in person in March last March. Well, we played another game for a while that we didn't end up recording, yeah. too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like, like, I liked that character, too. Yeah, it was fun. Um, but I think we'll, we'll wrap up here. Uh, so we played for two hours. So let's uh, let's go um, uh, 50 reward points. And then uh, we have no conflict tonight. So <laughs> it's if you want to go toward belief, go toward belief. If you want to go toward... Um, Flog or hard flaw? It's up to you. I could give myself eight and eight right now. Do it. You do that. If I give yeah. myself, um, anytime you earn zero conflict, just choose the direction you want to go. I know. I'm debating. It's you know there there are really good reasons I think in the Flames of Freedom rules to head toward gaining an affliction. And same Vihander. thing. Same as Vihander. Well, um, yeah, but, no. The afflictions all I think the afflictions in in um Flames of Freedom in particular are really intriguing. I think they make a really nice fit with the ones in Zweihander. You know, um, we're going so, we're going even. We're going eight and eight. Let's see where fate takes us. Anybody else gonna go toward flaw ranks tonight? Fateful eight. Yeah. No, not tonight, just because I'm one away from 
wanted determination. To, I, I, wanted oh, nice. to be, I wanted to be equal again. Yeah. So um, yeah. To, a real quick note um, for, for us to remember, um, you can wear armor in this game. You'll just take the higher of the two, either your, your armor will modify your damage threshold or your determination. So um, if you choose to wear armor, you may do so. Uh, I was thinking about this over the week about how we kind of iron out this wrinkle in the rules. I want, I think I want, I want Sorry, Calvin to reclaim Balbanese's plate mail. You won't uh, be able to cast in it, but I want it. It'd be very fitting. It was your former character. Um, so let's talk about outcomes from tonight. Let's start with Keegan. Like what, uh, what, what's going to go on in Keegan's head right now? Um, Keegan is kind of getting of the opinion where he's like, you know what? Maybe we should build up Stonehold instead of going for this, you know, chick that apparently everybody wants and is stuck in a dungeon right now. Um, you know, and, and he's like 50 people versus us. And apparently they're all under the thrall of this magician of sorts. Uh, can we leave? But of course, everybody <laughs> else is like, let's keep going. And Keegan's like, okay, because that's what Keegan does, uh, despite whatever his, his thoughts are. Keegan uh, but, adventure. <laughs> no, he is reluctant as hell about it. He's he's like he's like, I'm going along with this, but you'll notice every time that they talk about doing something that could be threatening or whatever, you'll notice Keegan's like, let let me poke holes so maybe somebody'll no, nobody's gonna listen. Uh, okay. <laughs> It'll be fine. That's okay, so 50, 50 reward points. Okay. Um <laughs> let's move next to Calvin. Yeah, I mean Calvin. I mean, he's a wannabe farm boy. Like, that's what he wants to do. He just wants to be able to retire with Hobbs and work on a farm and, you know, be great. But, I mean, so he's a bit out of his element here. So that's why he's like, um, I don't have education. Like, I mean, Reddings are like, eh, you know. But uh, so he's like, I mean, Keegan and, you know, Osbert have the best kind of lines on this thing. So he's just going to go and, yeah, that sounds like a good plan. <laughs> um, yeah. and, I mean, he's just going to trust in his friends, you know. And then help where he can, because like he feels like, I mean, he can probably help Kincaid, but he has to be able to get to him. So yeah. if that's through stealth, if that's through words, if it's through whatever, like he doesn't know how he's going to get there. I'm not an advanced tier yet, so I can't turn myself into mist and walk through walls. So, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, real quick aside, a caveat, I, I didn't mention it during the game, but I did want to bring this up and this is kind of this kind of stems from kind of an older trapping of the world of Mahalma is that inherently people who use magic have feel can feel the presence of others okay. they can't determine what direction they are but they can feel their presence and the reason for that is because the way that magic is structured in the game world and from a narrative sense is that they literally fight one another over spells because they're so they're they're not really found in the world. It's like, like a zero sum game. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a it's like a giant poker game where magic is all the chips. That's right, <laughs> because because you don't find magic in the wild. It's always held by some other caster. Mm-hmm. Um, in previous games, this has turned into some pretty fierce rivalries. It's, I mean, gosh, like this is something that's been a part of Mahalo for a very very long time. So there's something to think about. Um, mm-hmm. Because you would almost intuit, Calvin, that somebody who's an, uh, not only just another magi- sorcerer or magician or whatever, 
but also C. Auburn probably has a lot of knowledge that you do not yet possess. Mm-hmm. And the thing about magic, as we know, is that um, like people who use it are also cursed by it. They're kind of they're kind of they're cursed to ruthlessly, ruthlessly pursue more of it, mm-hmm. right? Like my potential is tapped out until I can learn new magic, right? It's addictive. It's yeah, it's addictive. So it's kind of a drive for a lot of magicians to mm-hmm. take in, in battle. Now, yeah. this to be this the direction that you have to go with Kalan. I just want to kind of let you know mm-hmm. from a narrative that's kind of, that's one of the trappings of the game world of Mahalma. Yeah, and yeah, I realize that, and I kind of remember that from like past games. Yeah, where like Nick's character would basically have showdowns against other mages, yeah. uh, and it would. <laughs> basically like steal their shit yeah um yeah i'll I'll see how that's going to work with calvin because i mean the elementalist from the way it's built helps actually avoid a lot of corruption Mm -hmm. like their talents uh one of their talents the left-handed path like if they don't roll a chaos manifestation they don't gain corruption from channeling power you know Uh, now and then also like they're you try to avoid corruption because if you have more than six corruption or, you know, then you wouldn't be able to cast magic. So like, I, I feel like they're the kind of, uh, they, they try, like they're the, the casters that are trying to yeah. not fall into the chaos, but I mean, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing to remember too, since we are kind of using planes of freedom rules is that you are technically quote, unfettered meaning you can learn any spell you want if you had access to it okay any spell in zviander or flames of freedom oh, if cool. you had access to it all right so, so we need to murder some mages guys let's give me some spells yeah. you know, you know, what i'm saying is you're not necessarily constricted to only learn elementalist spells at this point like literally the grimoire or the, the grimoire and zviander and the hexameister's almanac is your oyster if there's something you yeah. want to pursue you could probably go after it um, yeah like yeah. i've been kind of like reading through spells like i've been looking mostly at the basic ones and then i noticed that there's the black and white spell list and stuff like that and i haven't really looked into too much but ooh. yeah but that seems like ooh, that's interesting magic yeah um okay well 50 reward points uh, let's move next to collinsworth collinsworth is uh he's struggling because he was so invested in what happened previously and you know everything just turned out wrong people died um nobody was truly happy with the circumstances except possibly caliban but even then like you know it wasn't wasn't the best ending um and so he's trying to force himself back to that like love and romance sort of uh, 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 point that he was at. So he's being a little more goofy. He's um, trying to uh, be more positive, but it's not really working out because he, he's, he's not being appropriate. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's interesting. Yeah. I think, I think, I think the thing it's always hard for us to do is that, it's literally been like the passage of like less than two days since that happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So these things are still very kind of like at the front of, of clearly in Collinsworth and Adam's mind, which is good. Uh, so go and give yourself 50 reward points um, and we'll conclude with, with Osbert. So this session was the 
the session where Osbert kind of maybe bit off more than he could chew in terms of like so he's been like kind of masquerading as this thing for a while and he's now he's making it quote unquote official and there was like kind of the moment where he was like waiting for his companions to say like oh no you, oh no you shouldn't and then no one said anything and then it's just like <laughs> all right it's happening it's official <laughs> like it, it's it just seems utterly ridiculous that someone that someone can traipse into the north and just declare themselves you know the leader of whatever and now it is that's the way it is so um yeah i just it just seems odd but it if that's the way that you, you need to get things done then sometimes you need to take a bold approach i guess that's, that's mm-hmm. kind of thinking so yeah. so your next profession is going to be grail knight yeah <laughs> <laughs> what about crime boss that's always a fun yeah. one yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. No. take the one that i had chieftain outlaw chieftain yeah mm. so uh 50 reward points so i think that uh kind of some high level thoughts from me i thought this session i think particularly for me kind of felt like i could bring some old story back and interweave it into what we're doing I, I think one thing that, you know, but I've heard from all of you historically is like, you like it when you hear about old characters returning mm-hmm. to the story. I really, what I wanted to do in this game, and I don't think I really made it apparent in the interactions with Green John, but I want to make some of these NPC personalities like recognizable. And I granted it's been, I mean, really it's been probably at least six years in real time since we've seen these characters in play. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, we'll continue seeing some of that. It's always fun for me to do. It's always fun for you, mm-hmm. but also kind of creates connectivity. Cause I think that it's really hard to get players to care sometimes, unless it's like, Oh yeah, that one thing. Oh shit. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. Yeah. Like I like that. Yeah. So it's like how we get invested in stories, right? We're like, Oh, I read that in book one. Now it's in book two. Cool. So um, I'm trying to do a little bit better job on my side of doing that, but I, I, I'm still not planning anything. I'm just kind of, still just kind of remembering parts of our wiki from where we had all our characters and some of the stories. And so I'm kind of calling up on you to help me fill in the blanks, uh, but I'm still doing no planning. I did no planning prior to this. I'm still not doing any planning. I think I, I think I, at one point, I think it was on like session 10. I think I said, yeah, we'll, I'll plan over the holiday. We'll do something next. It'll be cool. I didn't plan shit. Um, <clears throat> and the same thing for tonight. So um, we'll conclude for this evening. Um, thank you patrons for, for, for listening, for listening to this silly little podcast we're doing, um, uh, in, in, in lieu of, of the, 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 the COVID, the pandemic will eventually begin gaming all together in person once the vaccine is in place, but it's going to be a while. So mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. you're doing what we're doing. Uh, but seriously, thank you for your patronage. Thank you for your, for helping with our rations. Uh, thank you for supporting us um once again 100 unplanned on our part nothing is we don't plan for anything we just jump in and play um this has been fun for me i think it's been fun for everybody else it's great having you all along so um we will see you on game session 16 right. yeah. yeah if this was 15 the next one will be 16 yeah so we'll see you uh <laughs> next week um you're probably already hearing about this well after we recorded it it is january sorry february 3rd time flies does all right thank you everybody see ya bye bye Bye. we're all waving by the way bye bye i'm not waving all right fine you're not waving against the man i can hear your hands